Are you new to wholesaling real estate and you want some additional help getting that marketing out the door so your phone can start ringing? Do you need help running comps, analyzing deals, making offers? How about repair estimates? Do you struggle with any of these things? Well, guys, we are here to help. Mike and I have a weekly group coaching mastermind, and we would like to invite you guys to come check it out. It is a phenomenal value. For just a few hundred dollars a month, you can connect with Mike and I, get access to all of our courses, as well as join us on weekly coaching calls where we discuss what is working today in our real estate business. We are an open book. We talk about what kind of marketing we're doing. We do case studies and we answer any and all questions that you guys might have for us on those weekly calls. This mastermind is limited to only a few people. So check it out at dpipodcast.com forward slash mastermind to where you guys can get some more information about this amazing offer. Again, access to all of our courses. Connect with Mike and I on weekly calls. Ask us questions that you have about your wholesaling or real estate business, as well as weekly trainings on what we are doing in our business and what is working. This is like rocket fuel for your business. Check it out, dpipodcast.com forward slash mastermind. We'll see you inside. Welcome to the Discount Property Investor Podcast, where we show you how to buy real estate at a discount so you can create wealth over time and income today. Our mission is to share what we have learned from the experience of others and help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate, the Discount Property Investor way. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Today we are talking about advanced wholesaling strategies. I uh, wanted to say thank you guys for joining us. Uh, your host, Mike Slane, joined by David Dodge. Hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> been a while since we've been on the air. It has. It feels yeah. strange to do a podcast. Yeah, if you if you guys weeks. if you haven't uh, checked out our previous podcast, please go back and listen to them. Uh, the first twenty are really where we suggest you guys go back and start and checking out the free wholesale course. So go to freewholesalecourse.com. There we really talk about uh, everything wholesaling. So basically, how to get started. We're going to explain exactly what wholesaling is and how you can start uh, wholesaling in your market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today, though, we're going to talk about advanced topics. Um, Dave, you want to you want to jump in, uh, give us a little preview or a little taste of a couple of advanced strategies? Yeah, here? absolutely. I'd be more than happy to. So some of the advanced strategies and there's actually tons and tons and tons of advanced strategies when it comes to doing deals and wholesaling and real estate. But some of the advanced strategies that I thought we could talk about today, Mike, were like buying property subject to existing financing, mm-hmm. um, lease options mm-hmm. on deals, doing sandwich lease options on deals. Um, owner financing is a really great strategy that a lot of people are using in the, um, in the real estate space, especially those that are new and or don't have a lot of money 
or just people that are veterans to the game that don't want to invest their money if the seller is motivated enough they can you know just get the get the seller to finance the property so those are the i guess the three things that i wanted to touch on today and again there's lots of different strategies so we can always expand on these but subject to lease option and owner financing i think are probably the three that um, are the most common sure what do you think, Mike? Should we add anything to that? Maybe joint ventures or I was option gonna agreements? Say, I, I would consider joint venturing. Um, again, it's kind of an introductory strategy, but if you use it, I mean, it can be more of an advanced one as well. Right. But then also uh, reverse wholesaling. I think that was something when people first uh, heard about it, thought it'd be really, really neat. Um, and it's not, it's not super complicated, but it is kind of a different approach to wholesaling. So it's worth mentioning. Absolutely. I totally forgot about reverse yeah. wholesaling. We do a ton of it. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's just comes second nature to me. That's why. It's kind of what you do, I mean, after a certain point. Right. So let's dive in then. So I'll, I'll talk about reverse wholesaling real quick while we're talking about it. Awesome. Reverse wholesaling is basically once you've built up a buyer's list or once you have a good relationship, I'd say that's more accurate. Once you have a good relationship with a buyer, you know what their buying criteria is. So you become an order taker, essentially. Mm-hmm. So the the end buyer says, hey, this is really what I'm looking for. And we hear this probably, I'd say at least once a week from buyers is I don't have time to go out there and market for the deals and look at 100 houses and do all this stuff. They, don't, they just don't have time for it. They're in the business of either buying it for rental or buying it to rehab it. And they just want somebody to, to tee up the deal for them. Right. Additionally, so, on that same topic, Mike, um, a lot of the buyers that, you know, that would fit into the reverse wholesaling type of model. They're busy doing deals. They're busy rehabbing. Right, that's what I'm saying. And they don't even really have time to look at all the emails that we would send out if we're just going to blast a property out too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so it definitely is a good thing to think about too because let's say we have a buyer that buys in, you know, one particular zip code and we know their buying criteria. And if the deal makes sense for them, and we know that, Mm -hmm. whenever we come across that type of deal, we may not even – we may not even want to waste our time, you know, marketing that property out. We may just say, "Hey, let's call Bob." Yeah, just pick up the phone and let's call him. Call him. Let's, mm-hmm. let's get him out there. You know, this sounds like something that he'd be all over. And if we can do it that way, it's just simple and done, easy, quick. Yeah. So, so some of the advanced strategies. It's funny because they really do. They can make your life a lot easier if mm-hmm. you're doing this uh, pretty consistently. Right. Um, so then let's talk about something else. Then let's. Um, what do you think, joint venturing? I kind yeah, of let's touch help. on joint venturing, too. Joint venturing is obviously a great uh, strategy. We do a ton of joint venturing. I don't even know the percentage. I'd say somewhere between a third and a half of all the deals that we do are joint venture deals. And, you know, we don't have the mindset that um, – we don't have the mindset that anybody that's doing wholesaling and or – you know, doing anything similar to what we do is a competitor. Mike and I, we have an abundance mindset. We look at everybody in the field as a strategic partner. And if they have a deal, we may have buyers for it and vice versa. We may have a deal and they may have buyers for it. So we're essentially leveraging our competitors lists and or marketing efforts to get the deal done. And, you know, even if you have somebody in your marketplace for example that you would con- you would consider to be a competitor and you see that they're marketing a particular deal and you have a buyer for it pick up the phone and call that individual even if you've never spoke to them before and just say hey I got a buyer for this I'm also a wholesaler you know you want to split this you want to joint venture with me or some people will call it JV 
And, you know, nine times out of ten when we do it, well, really ten times out of ten, never really had anybody say no, you know, unless, oh, yeah, unless they want to argue a split, which yeah. is fine. Um, but, you know, they're going to say, yeah, great, let's sell it, let's move it. You know, wholesalers are all about quick cash. So, you know, they're going to say, great, you know, you so you can bring a buyer into this deal, we'll give you 50% or 60% or 40%, whatever the split could be. And same thing on our end. If we're marketing out a deal and we have another wholesaler that calls us and says, hey, you know, we have a buyer for your deal. We're like, great, let's split it. Let's just get it done, move on to the next one, you know. So joint venturing is very important. Um, we do a ton of it. Yeah, and I'm, so we even even developed like a whole a whole program just devoted to venturing with new wholesalers. We, we call did. it Let's Go Wholesale um, or Let's Go Wholesale.com. So, I mean, if you have a, a deal in St. Louis and you're struggling to, to sell it, uh, come check it out. I mean, you can leverage our buyers list, and I mean, nine times out of ten, we'll get the deal sold. Right. So. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, we offer sixty percent whenever we have another uh, wholesaler that brings a deal to us. You know, it just kind of sweetens the it just kind of sweetens the deal for them. And, and the reason that we don't do fifty fifty, and we actually offer sixty percent in their favor, where we only keep forty, is because we just want to do more deals. We want to do more volume, and it doesn't really take a lot of effort for us to get the information about the deal, send them over a joint venture agreement, and then market that property out if we can still receive 40%. That's one of our better ideas, I think, too. I mean, one of the ones that I'm more excited Absolutely. about. I've seen, I can't tell you how many people have borrowed that idea from us. Which is our, fine. In our market. Right. I mean, I've seen a lot of people. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, again, I think it's one of our better ideas. I'm pretty excited about it. So, uh, Next topic, though. Um, Dave, let's kind of talk about a deal we, we were working on this week. Um the the oh shoot i don't remember the woman's name i think it was michelle right yes michelle was her name mm-hmm. so dave and i went and looked at a property earlier this week and it was it was a real nice house i mean typically when we're wholesaling we don't see houses this nice uh, it was a little two bedroom uh one bath but it had newer roof i mean everything was painted probably within the last six or eight months i mean the woman was an excellent um i mean she kept her house pristine one of the cleanest homes I've been in in, in right. a long time. Not just interior, too, but I mean, exterior she painted, too. Mm-hmm. So the uh, uh, the foundation around the outside of the house was all painted, uh, dry locked. The basement was painted. I mean, everything. Like, she was just very, very clean. She was a smoker, but she didn't smoke in her house. Like, she went outside to smoke. Like, mm-hmm. it was just you know, hardwood floors, everything recently refinished there wasn't much we could do to really value add on the home right great house you know i mean it was ready to go if we bought the house today and she moved out tomorrow we could put a for rent sign or a for sale sign in the house you know the next day so here's the problem so michelle she has this house and she had it listed uh i guess the listing expired and she was trying to sell it now but she was trying to sell it literally at what she owed on it but that was not a wholesale deal like that is not a number that an investor is going to come in and pay cash for that house right so unfortunately like we can't do anything i mean it's it's almost a dead deal right right so we're talking about advanced strategies so let's talk about some of the the offers that we kind of presented to michelle then yeah so we actually gave her three different offers you know our cash offer on the home was uh, about ten thousand less than what she owed Mm mm-hmm and she didn't have any money to bring to closing, nor did she want to. So that offer didn't work for her. But we still told her on the phone, you know, after we, so we went on the appointment actually yesterday, and then we came back to the office to kind of, to kind of um, analyze the deal. 
So we probably should have done that prior, but we just didn't have time. So whatever. We came back to the office, started analyzing the deal. Our cash offer was 10000 less than what she owed. And I think that's a good point to make, too, though, is that m- – just because you know she owes 90, and I mean, she went through her mortgage statements and told us, I mean, we, we know that's what she owed. I mean, she was down to the dollar. Yeah, 89,700. Yeah, you got the note here. Mm-hmm. Um, still make the offer that's less than what they owe because you never know, they might take it. We had, I mean, one, we had one two weeks ago where they brought 30 grand to the table. Yeah. Again, so that's kind of an advanced strategy. I know it sounds silly, but right. somebody owes, you know, 100,000 and you offer 75. They might take it. They may say, okay, screw it. Let's yeah, do it. Right. Get, they can bring the money to the closing. So anyway, so, so there's a yeah, first one. Offer one was cash. You know, so offer offer two was subject to. And I said, listen, you know, I, I want to help you out. And I can't buy this house for what you owe because it's, it's basically retail or close to it. Mm-hmm. There wasn't enough room for us to, to wholesale it. You know, even her, what she owed was actually a little under retail. But it just wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't a ton. So I said, listen, I could buy this home from you subject to. And then having to explain that to her was quite a process. But essentially what that means is I'm going to take over the mortgage payment. So there's lots of different ways you can do subject to deals. And depending on your state, there's different legalities. And um, in some states, you may not even be able to do this. So, again, check with your local um attorney or you know real estate professional to, to figure out if this is something that you can do in your market but in the st louis missouri market we can do these type of deals and i was you know telling her listen we'll take over your payments okay so we'll close on the property the property will it will go from your name into our new newly created llc's name however the mortgage will stay in your name we're not assuming the loan we're just going to start paying the loan and, you know, ideally, we're going to get a tenant buyer. So this is kind of a lease. This is kind of a this double a, advanced strategy yeah, because we were going to take over the loan subject to, and then we were going to sell the deal on a lease option. So we told her, her name is Michelle, we told her, we're going to try to, you know, pay this loan off within three to five years. But there's no guarantees there. But if you are at the at the point where you're about to file bankruptcy, which she told us, mm-hmm. um, you know, this may be something that you would consider. And she was open to it. She wasn't excited about it, but she couldn't afford to make the payments anymore. And she wanted to just move into a small apartment down the road and pay half as much a month as what her mortgage payment was. So she was open to it. Wasn't excited, but she was open to it. Yeah, subject to, and you did a great job describing it. I feel like we could, we should probably look for an expert and have somebody come on. Absolutely. really knows her stuff on that one and can give us even more info. Because even in the wholesaling community, I do feel like that's a very niche it is. area. And there's not a lot of people yeah, doing that. My buddy Jeff them. Kaufman does a ton of those. Does so he? We'll get yeah, him yeah, in we should on have the him podcast. In, talk about that he a little bit. He does them more. exclusively. He's done so like subject 20 of to, them. and there's a, there's a lot of different ways you can uh, crack that egg or mm-hmm. whatever it's called. So subject to typically what I think of is, oh, I'm going to buy it and then I'm going to rent it out so that I don't have to go to the bank to finance it. I mean, that's, I think, the more typical. Right. Is that you're acquiring properties without having to go to the, the lender. The lender is already in yeah. place. So there is a level of risk on the seller, excuse me, because they're going to keep the mortgage in their name and they're going to kind of lose a little bit of control on the property. There's, yeah, and there's so much about I it. Know. And I don't want to speak it, out of place. But really what it comes down to is level of motivation, as it always does. You know, mm-hmm. if, if they are motivated enough, you know, and you can show them that you are a credible person or a credible company to help them, you know, it can be a good win-win. So, and 
and again, David and I prefer the quick cash in our business because Always. we're we're primarily a wholesale company first. That is our our primary goal is to find a way to make money today. It's the easiest way to do it too. Yeah. So and again, we're coming up with advanced strategies to make the cash today, as opposed to buying it subject to and really kind of keeping it and holding it as a rental and portfolio. Right. Because again, as a company, we've come together right. with that main goal. And again, it right. makes a lot of sense for a lot of new investors as well. Quickest and, way to cash. And Mike and I were even considering, you know, getting the property, you know, tied up with an agreement for subject to, but then at. Um, and then wholesaling the subject to agreement. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many different ways to do these type of deals. So then the next one, though, this is kind of my favorite. And, again, I think that if we pushed, we probably could acquire the property subject to. I think I bet we, we could. If right. we go back and we were really hungry for it, I think we could probably do it. We're, we're not super motivated. It's probably not the best situation. The third offer, I think, is the best deal for everybody. And that's the one that. Again, I think we're going to call back and try to right. So the so the other offer on the property. So this is something that I didn't even I haven't even you know um, said yet. I haven't even mentioned yet. I've never done it. This particular property, she actually had it sold for how much more, Mike? One twenty eight over. She said she sold it about about almost forty thousand dollars. So her original asking price um, to a to a buyer through the agent that she was previously working with. And it was a first-time home buyer. I would imagine that they had an FHA loan. I, I don't know that, but I'd imagine so. Anyway, they went and they did their inspections. And in the inspection process, they determined um, that the sewer lateral, which is the pipe that you know takes all the waste water and waste out of the house and puts it into the sewer, if you're not familiar, it goes under the concrete foundation in the basement and it goes out to the sewer. Well, that pipe had some issues. It was cracked in a couple different places, and there was an offset. Now, it wasn't backing up into the house. I mean, Yeah, she said she never had any problem with it. She had lived there for and like again, 14, 15 years. A very, I'm a very nice, very upfront woman, so I'm right. with no reason to not believe her. Right. Um, but so, yeah, so, the, so there was issues with it, though. So I don't know if the new buyer was worried about it or if, the, if their financing fell through or whatever, but it doesn't matter. Regardless, what, what, what matters is, is that they backed out of the deal. And she had gotten a quote from a local company to fix the sewer lateral. And of course, when they came in, they, they wanted to fix all the plumbing in the entire house. And they gave her a quote for like 11 grand. Yeah, and that was to replace the, the stack itself mm-hmm. to dig up in the basement. And here in St. Louis, we've got basements. So they've got to drill through the concrete, mm-hmm. uh, hammer through the concrete, uh, get the, the rock out and replace all the pipes down there. Right. I mean, that's, it's not a, it's not an easy job. Right. So and her bid was, I think it was 11. It was 11,000. Yeah. It was high, you know, and, uh, and then supposedly when the so the, her house the way it sat there was a there was a big concrete front porch on it and supposedly there was like an offset between the pipe and it was under the concrete you know front porch and it was a big porch so you know they would have to have dug out underneath that and you know it was it was going to be a big job 11 grand to me seems kind of high we could probably do that get we, it done i think we could do it for half for maybe half or yeah. a little bit a little bit over half but you know a lot less than what they had recommended so Anyway, back to the point, though, you know, the other offer that we even that we gave her was really creative. We said, listen, why don't we pay to get this sewer lateral fixed? So we'll come in and we'll spend, the, you know, five, eight, hopefully not 10 or 11 grand, mm-hmm. but maybe it is. Yeah, we talked to her. We said 11 because that was her bid. That was her bid. You know, we'll mm-hmm. come in. We'll spend the money to fix your sewer lateral. Obviously, we'll get the property you know, we'll get some paperwork out there to where we can't necessarily lose our money or just gift her that money. And then once we get the the pipe fixed in the basement, 
you list the property with us and then we'll just resell it. And essentially what we'll do is we'll split the deal 50-50. So we're going to get our money back. The mortgage company is going to get their money back. And then any of the net profits, we're going to we're gonna give 50% to the seller. Yeah, and we're going to so, keep 50% so to the seller. So easy way to say it. I mean, she had sold it for about a $40,000 profit. So say we put 10000 into it, there's $30,000 to split. So right. we'd make fifteen, she she'd make fifteen. Right. I mean, it seems like, again, I think that's the best situation. Again, because we're always shooting for win, win, win. Right. And this is, again, it seems win, like win, win. the best situation there. It's a win for us because we're spending 10 to make 15 and it's probably pretty quick cash. The seller sells her house, doesn't have to file foreclosure, bankruptcy, whatever, and she gets $15,000, which she's ready to walk away from. Uh, so, again, it's really just a, a situation that hope, and then the new homeowner, they get a nice house with everything done right. Right. So, again, right. I, it's creating that win-win-win, and that was the one that, again, I think we should try to pursue. And that's the one that we're going to try to pursue. And yeah. the reason is, is it's, so, you know, whenever we had kind of given her these different examples, she's like, well, why don't you guys just buy the house for what I owe? And, you know, again, the deal's just kind of skinny for us if we did that. You know, we could still probably make some money on it, but it's just kind of skinny, and there's a lot more risk whenever we have to put up right. so $100,000 to then try to make, you know, five or ten. If we did the lease option example, we would do that. Ex- we would do that, or I guess I should say, subject to on the front end, mm-hmm. lease option on the back end. You know, we would, we would, we, that offer was for what she owed, so she'd essentially make nothing. Mm-hmm. So the third offer, and the, the reason, reason that it was the most win-win-win, is because we'd only have to put up ten to us to essentially make ten or fifteen. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't walk with zero, which she would with our first two op- options. Yeah, she's she'd walk, walk with ten or fifteen thousand yeah. on the on the on the third offer, and we would be putting you know a whole lot less money up. We wouldn't put up a hundred thousand; we put up ten. So those, in my opinion, it, it, it created the biggest win-win-win. I think her issue that she kind of pulled back was is the mortgage was like almost eight hundred a month, and she was having trouble paying that. Right. So we even said, listen, you know, we'll even help you pay the mortgage for two or three months. Until we can get this sold, or we'll pay half, you know half of it or whatever. So again, there's tons of different options on on how you can get these deals done. If the seller doesn't like your original cash offer, it doesn't mean that you still can't do a deal with them. It doesn't mean you still can't profit off of the deal, and most importantly, it doesn't mean that you still can't create that win-win-win. Yeah, you can't help them. That's you know? yeah, exactly. really what we're so shooting for. This deal's still in process. This podcast probably won't publish for two three weeks. So hopefully, by the time this publishes. We'll have this sewer yeah. lateral fixed, and we'll have an agreement with her, and we'll have it listed. And yeah, we'll keep you guys updated. Keep you updated mm-hmm. on it, exactly. So um, that was just an additional you know, advanced strategy on ways that you can do deals. So, again, there's tons of different ways to do it. That one, I think, kind of touched a little bit on subject two. Um, we were going to do a lease option on the back end. So let's talk about lease options, Mike. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to let you do that, man. Lease option is I've, I've, honestly, I've never done one. Right. So I got so I got a couple lease options going right now. Um, I, they are very. They, I would consider them to be an advanced strategy. Um, I think the podcast number 24 we did. It is liquor 24 and, liquor and lease options with uh, Bob and Bob Jimmy. Bob and Jimmy. Yeah, mm-hmm. those guys are experts. They did. They have like a hundred plus of these things going on right now Um, but essentially what a lease option is and you can do it on the front side the a to b or you can do it on the back side the b to c it doesn't really matter but essentially you get a property um, that you're going to lease and or you know lease to somebody and you're going to get an option or give them an option to purchase that property at a later time so the the benefit of doing a lease option there's a lot of pros and there's a lot of cons 
But the main pros with the lease option is is you can get paid in three different ways. You can get paid up front, you can get paid monthly on a cash flow, and you can get paid at the end. Um, but additionally, you don't have to really act as a landlord on a lease option because all the day-to-day maintenance is typically the it's typically the responsibility of the tenant. And you could also call them a tenant buyer. So that's kind of one of those strategies that I, I think it's a lot more advanced. It is a lucrative strategy, but again, it all comes down to the level of motivation. Because if you're going in to a seller and you say, "Listen, Mr. Seller, Mrs. Seller, I want to lease your property and have the option to buy," you know, typically they have to be pretty motivated to allow you to do that. Versus just say, "Nah, I want to sell it." Yeah. See, and again, and, and again, since I'm not an expert and haven't done it a lot, right? I I see that. And again, it was after speaking with Bob and Jimmy as more of an exit strategy than a purchase strategy for the lease option. I agree. Which is why the subject two and then selling at lease option seemed to make the most sense, right. even in our little example. But right. Yeah. So it's, it's another another interesting way to do it. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, I think, all we have for you guys today. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if you are a first-time listener, we appreciate you joining us and encourage you guys to check out the previous episodes. Go back and... and uh, Check out the basics of wholesaling. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out freewholesalecourse.com. Uh, there you've got everything you needed, all the tools to uh, to get started in investing. And uh, Dave, you want to wrap us up with the I do. The quote today? I want to I want to do the quote, but before I do the quote, Mike, I do want to mention one thing real quick too. Um, we do a monthly gadget giveaway, and if you are a listener, oh yeah, that's a good point. And um, you want to get entered into our monthly gadget giveaway, we would really appreciate a review and the reviews are great for us to help us reach a wider audience that way we can you know help more people get an understanding of what wholesaling is and how to wholesale and so you need to do two things if you want to get entered though. right so tell us mike what First, do you got to do to get entered you've got to enter or, or leave us a review on itunes or stitcher okay no big deal then you've got to visit discountpropertyinvestorpodcast.com and click on the top right there's the gadget giveaway um, little icon mm-hmm. and you got to click that and then enter your information and that's how we tally who's actually entered a review for us so right we go in and verify that they had left a review for us mm-hmm. and then we essentially put all those names in a bucket and you know another great thing about the gadget giveaway is your name remains in the bucket until you win mm-hmm. which is pretty cool we give away a gadget um, at the end of every month and they're cool gadgets so far we've given away apple tv we've given away an alexa tap an iPad mini. An iPad mini was yep. the first one, right. Yep. So every month we're giving away a cool gadget, probably have um, some new stuff coming up here soon. Mm-hmm. But again, if you guys uh, like the podcast, we would really appreciate a review, and we want to reward you guys for giving us a review and enter you guys into that drawing. So yeah. check it out, Discount Property Investor Podcast. Again, that's the that's the link, .com, discountpropertyinvestorpodcast.com. So let's end us with a quote here, guys. Ambition is the path to success. Persistence is the vehicle you arrive in. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.